Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Howdy, and welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast, Wisdom Wednesday. I'm Dr. Ben. And I'm Dr. Susanna. And we're both naturopathic doctors who empower you to heal yourself through whole food, plant-based nutrition and mind-body medicine. And in our Wisdom Wednesday episodes, we're bridging the connections between brain and body, mind and body, our psycho-emotional, spiritual well-being, and our physical nutritional, physiologic functioning. And uh, on Medicinal Monday, we talked about the lymphatic system and all the things that the lymphatic system is doing for us. Uh, We talked about kind of the mechanics of it, since it's not really talked about all that much. It's kind of poorly understood. And we also discussed some of the physical conditions that can result from suboptimal lymphatic circulation. And of course, all the things that we can do to optimize the lymphatic circulation and health and flow of that fluid in our body. And today we're going to do our best to bridge the connection to our psycho, spiritual, emotional mind world, uh, the opportunities that exist with regard to lymphatic congestion and conditions. Mm. And it seems as though um, Dr. Susanna has drawn some connections to the immune system because of course we know that our um, our lymphatics are kind of a place where our immune system lives of course within the lymph nodes and the immune system uh, immune cells are are maturing and growing and being produced in other lymph tissue throughout the body like the the spleen and the thymus and bone marrow and such um so yeah, what's the connection between our lymphatic system and immune system and what right. is it? No, and security or? Well, yeah, I mean, first, I I like how in these Wisdom Wednesday episodes, we've been starting more by just talking a little bit about the brain-body connection, and then we shift more into mind-body connection. And so I just want to kind of, you know, draw some connections first between our brain physiology and the lymphatic system. And on Monday, we did talk about how the lymph is, you know, plays a huge role in detoxification, in 
the circulatory system and also in the immune system. And, you know, it's just, I think, really important to point out psychoendoimmunology, the connection between the brain, the endocrine system, the nervous system and the immune system, you know, there is that direct connection between the brain and the immune system. So when someone is experiencing more chronic stress, we do see suppression in the immune system. And of course, that's going to manifest in the lymphatic tissue, of course. Um, But also, you know, we like to think of, um, you know, the, the nervous system when the brain is, uh, you know, when there's too much sympathetic activity, when the brain is perceiving stress, what that also does is also shut off detoxification. Because really, the bulk of our detoxification happens when we're resting, when we're sleeping, when the parasympathetic nervous system is more activated. So I think it's just important to kind of recognize that direct connection between our brain, our nervous system, and Mm. detoxification and immune system. Yeah, ground in a little bit of neuroscience and physiology before um, going more into the woo-woo science and uh, spiritual psychology. Yes, of course. Yes, but, um, you know, I just draw inspiration from other inspiring mind body practitioners out there i would call them more intuitives you know intuitives yeah health intuitives whatever that means yes and so you know as i was reading through the the lymph section in this great book called the secret language of your body by ina siegel um something really stood out to me which uh with lymph problems she's suggesting these energetic Uh, contributing factors, including the feeling of being vulnerable, feeling scared, feeling unbalanced, feeling like you can't look after or protect yourself, inability to stand up for yourself. And all of these themes made me think about the lymphatic system's role as a security system, you know, as, you know, its role in our immune system, how it defends us against pathogenic organisms, toxins, cancerous cells. And, you know, this this energetic feeling of feeling vulnerable, feeling scared, it makes sense that, you know, if we're not trusting our body's innate ability to defend ourselves against, uh, you know, these these (laughs) things that can cause our body harm, then, um, then, yeah, it makes sense that that can show up physically, in the body if we're feeling more of those emotions yeah well you you were talking about before we started dr Susanna, about that that word and feeling of vulnerability and how you know vulnerability most definitely can be a real attribute a real strength a real positive characteristic to to be vulnerable to feel vulnerable and On the other side of things, if we're feeling vulnerable and weak, uh, vulnerable and what's another synonym, Um, you know, like susceptible, susceptible to attack or invasion or being hurt or something like that, um, then that's a whole different flavor of vulnerability. So I think that of course, the, the, the inauthentic vulnerability, the feeling of b- being weak and susceptible and like maybe you can be taken advantage of or, 
or manipulated or, you know, you don't have that strength from authentic vulnerability, which is really, which really just comes from being oneself, mm -hmm. right? Being oneself truly and sharing oneself and being open because in that pure authentic vulnerability, there's actually a lot of strength. There's, there's a lot of resilience. Um, and of course the, you know, molecules of that emotional state of being, you know, are more reflective to, you know, things like oxytocin, you know, is co comes from feeling vulnerable, which of course is kind of a, a regenerative hormone in many ways. And on the other side of things, like the inauthentic vulnerability, like maybe is more fear-based, um, like you're going to, again, be invaded, taken advantage of, susceptible. That's more associated with, you know, hormones like cortisol, adrenaline, that are more of the stress hormones. So, um, yeah, the, the, the feeling of lack of security, lack of comfort, lack of safety, um, you know, th that, that essentially, in a nutshell, comes down to stress, right? The stress response, which um, we don't need. And I, I think that when, when we're, I don't know, when I, when I tend to explore these topics of safety and security and, and whatnot, um, I always jump to this idea that, you know, there's nothing, nothing that we can do to make ourselves safe. Like in terms of manipulating our outside world, you know, we could have the secret service, you know, defending us or whatever. We could have the best security system. We could have snipers on the roof. We could have like whatever, you know, but there's always likelihood that someone's going to take us out, you know, in, in some way. I, that's maybe the, not the best example, but we are never safe, actually, right, in terms of our physicality of how we live our lives. We're, we're always, you know, in a, in, and on more of a mundane level, we're always encountering different organisms, different microorganisms, different viruses, different things that could, quote unquote, make us sick if our immune defense is in a, you know, slump if we do let our guard down. Um, so, so we're never safe. We're never secure. Uh, we can do our best. To or we can never really be in control of our safety, right? Yeah, we can do our best to try and control our circumstances to create that feeling of safety from what we would refer to as that outside in delusion, you know, trying to manipulate our outer circumstances to give us a feeling of safety and security. But that's a never ending kind of futile pursuit that's just only going to wear it out and maybe lead us to feel less safe and less secure. So in a nutshell, you know, I always like to remind myself that the feeling of safety and security uh, and comfort and whatever else that feels like just simply comes from trust, trust in oneself, trust in, in one's place in the universe, one's support from the community, from the universe, from god from oneself whatever you want to call it um you know that that feeling of security doesn't come from outside of ourselves right yeah you know i think the the irony and what you're saying about you know we can never fully be 100 safe in this like physical world um it's funny because yes there's truth to that anything could happen to us at any moment um but like the deeper truth of our innate 
security and safety, that is what's felt when you tap into the trust. Uh, that is what you feel when you just tap into that inner knowing of, hey, everything, everything is okay. Everything in life is serving me. Like I, I, I am okay. I'm going to yeah. be okay, but I'm also okay now. And that state of being, that state of, uh, of being, that state of experience is also reflecting our physiology that like you were starting the conversation with that is supportive of our optimal immune system and detoxification pathways and digestion and healing and all of these sorts of things. Right. I think like an, another level of that trust emotionally is trusting that we have the resources we need to deal with any situation we're faced with in the future, now, whenever. And when we translate that to our physical body, we can also feel trust in that our immune system is equipped to handle whatever it has to face. Yeah, that's that's a really good lesson, especially as uh, we're living in a world where we're told that we should be afraid of the next pathogenic pandemic that's like on the horizon or whatever it is. And we don't have to be. And in fact, being afraid doesn't serve anyone or anything, and certainly not ourselves. It's certainly not the function and activity of our immune system. Yeah, yeah. So let's just talk a little bit about what fear is and where fear comes from, because it's really, you know, it's actually more simple than you may think. Uh, you know, on one hand, we can connect with this sense of trust and peace and inner knowing that all is well. But then another moment, we might feel afraid. And, you know, what's the difference between those two experiences? It's simply when fearful thoughts float into our mind and we believe them to be true. Yeah. We take them seriously. That's all that it is. We take this formless energy, which is a thought, and we believe it to be true. The thought could be, oh, this pathogen is going to come out to get you. Or the yeah. thought could be, ooh, um, this impending, this impending recession is going to get you and you're, you know, you're going to lose everything you have. It could be, uh, what are some other fearful examples? Anything. Anything, right? Boogeyman. Boogeyman. <laughs> the, the boogeyman, the monster. Right. Yeah. If we latch onto those thoughts and we believe them to be true, we think they are going to manifest, then yeah, we're going to feel that fear in our body. We're going to be disconnected from the innate trust and inner knowing that is always there. Yeah. And I think a good, um, I'm just remembering of a good kind of tool or tactic of relating with thoughts. Um, you know, you know, you get, you brought some examples, maybe some of them you brought up and people are like, ha ah, that's silly. A boogeyman. What the heck is that? But it's like, Oh, the recession. Oh, a pandemic. Oh, um, you know, a, a, a shooter, like some like mass shooting or someone with, guns i don't know like there's some things that we might interpret as being more realistic more likely to happen in real world or and then maybe there's like oh an alien invasion like i don't know may probably not and so some people might see that as silly but the fact is they're all the same you know a, a thought of a boogeyman a thought of alien invasion is just as real as a thought of uh, you know, a, a mass shooter or, um, you know, a great depression or a pandemic or anything like that. In the, because none of them are real. They're all just thoughts. They're all just these ideas that come into our head. And of course, there's things that are happening. We have our interpretations 
of what's going on in the outside world. But we're in control of the interpretations that we are believing and buying into and investing our energy. And we simply uh, do not need to go down the rabbit hole of fear and kind of drink up all that fear, even though a lot of people, I do believe, kind of just become addicted or used to or accustomed to the fear base operating in their body, which of course has detriments in their physiology and immune system. And that's why we're talking about this sort of thing. Um, so we, we don't have to t- believe that. We don't have, as, as um, you know, my, my mom used to have a bumper sticker on her car that said, you don't have to believe everything that you think. Mm-hmm. Um, because our thoughts, like we think we have crazy thoughts. Everyone has crazy thoughts. And good news is that we don't believe all of them. And we do believe some of them. And then our reality is created based on those thoughts that we believe. Yeah, I think, you know, maybe something that is more tangible that people can connect with is just to think of like all the fears you had in the past. And they could have been little fears. They could have been big fears. But can you think of anything that you were really afraid of at one point in your life? And now in the future, you're like, well, that was silly. Like I even think of, you know, like little silly things like, oh, I'm afraid that if I go to the party tonight, like so-and-so is like, I'm going to feel awkward or I'm going to feel this or I'm going to feel insecure. And it's like, okay, like that was a silly fear. (laughs) Or how about, oh, I was afraid of a microscopic virus for a year and a half and now i see that oh my gosh that's something that i don't need to be afraid of i have resilience i trust my body there's so many examples and i mean if you just think of okay what in the present moment if you feel a fear creeping up in the present moment remembering that it's not necessarily real or true or you don't have to give that thought power if you don't want to you can literally just let it move on by and shift your direction or shift your attention in a different direction. And as you do that, I guess uh, the the connection here is that, you know, our lymphatic circulation will be improved because, <laughs> um, you know, we're allowing our immune system to do what it needs to do. We're allowing our detoxification systems and pathways to do what they need to do. We're allowing our circulatory system to flow, you know, harmoniously. And uh, we keep our body in balance by simply trusting that it has what it needs and we have what we need and all is well. And uh, that's a good place to live from. Definitely. I think that's a good place to end on. Cool. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks as always for tuning into our podcast here. And if you're inspired by these words, feel free to share this uh, show or any other with your, with a friend or loved one. And we welcome any feedback and as always look forward to seeing you guys next time on the Alter Health Podcast. Bye for now.